Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. God damn it, Joe. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show where no one really gives a fuck. <laughs> nope. The entire thing is uh, unscripted. Unhinged. The level of fucks are not... Rising all the way up. <laughs> yes, there you go. And crashing through. Guess what, guys? It is Doc and Ziggy with the flood. And, and we Doc, what do we do? Make the mainstream make sense. By putting the culture in context. context. Providing you with a little bit of pop perspective to get you through the week. How you feeling, Zig? I'm feeling better than I have been lately. Hey, cheers to that. I'm catching up on work, or I'm catching up on uh, schoolwork. I actually wrote some pretty good things. Like uh, I told you, I wrote my paper on um, Final Fantasy VII and American nationalism. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, okay, that's a that's a heavy um, mix you got there. <laughs> uh, I also had to do a Wikipedia analysis, so. Um, because everybody should know about this person. And I kind of enjoy scaring my teachers. I did mine on Gigi Allen. Okay, so when you, as you guys know, or as you should know by now, if you are frequent listeners to the show, um, we do talk outside of the show. It would be kind of hard to organize the show if we didn't. Yeah. Um, but when you brought Gigi Allen up to me. And we've talked about it in the past. Um, or I don't know if we talked about it on record. I don't think we've talked about it on record. But the first thing I noticed was his very uh, colorful choice in album titles. Oh, yeah. Specifically the faggot album. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, like scumfucks, junkies. Yeah, yo, Um. so... Please explain. That, so that's the part that really got you, not the fact that he would like shit on stage. And I didn't read his Wikipedia. I just looked to see like if any of the music would be notable to me. And then upon examining the album titles, I realized that this was pure. I've never listened to Gigi Allen. Spectacle art. Never listened to Gigi Allen. Isn't that what we called it? Yeah. Yeah. This was pure spectacle art. Like this is not. I'm not gonna say music artistry, um, cause I've never heard his music, so I'm not gonna disrespect his um, artist credentials like that. But <laughs> yeah, yo, it just seemed like very, like if, I don't know, if Tyler the Creator named his fucking album Faggot, everybody would be like, you're trying too hard. It felt very try hard. Uh, can you please explain this Caucasian to me? Cause I don't get it. <laughs> well, for starters, he died in 1993. Okay, so I guess you can use his like, last the time. So as his an last show was at a gas station. 
What? Yep. First hand like, account of on the purpose? last Yeah. They sold tickets to a gas station show. So this is like some whole like gorilla anti industry. Oh yeah, he's punk, he is like You yeah. ever heard the term gutter punk? Not in like the way that it's you're like describing dirty punk. it. Yeah, like old man, you gutter punks, get off of G. G. my. Gigi Allen is like their A gutter punk. Gigi Allen is like their Jesus Christ. He now, funny story. You want to know why I like say that? A guy who Gigi Allen's birth name is Jesus Christ Allen. Jesus Christ Allen. No, um, yeah, Allen looks like a guy who wouldn't hesitate to use the N word. So, nope, like, probably not. I definitely, um, yeah, I didn't look any further into that for fear of American history xing the conversation. I actually spared my uh, professor a lot of the details of that court case. I don't blame you, because um, it, uh, the court case, like, I'm, you mean all of the court cases? Well, like, the main court case. What was, okay, so what was the main court case? Um, it was in Michigan, and it was intent to do bodily harm up to and possibly murder. So, on stage? No, with his girlfriend. With his girlfriend? Yeah, like, puke, like, drinking each other's blood, like... So, consensual bodily harm? Gigi would like to think so. Uh, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, so this was on, like, some extra wild shit. Okay, yeah, no. Um, and why do people revere this dude again? I don't know. I find Gigi Allen fascinating the way I find the band Mayhem fascinating. Right, and that's the band with the The dude that shot himself, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, look... I'm wearing my dead friend's skull as a necklace. Aren't I edgy? Yeah, I find Gigi <laughs> Allen fascinating in the same way I find Mayhem fascinating. Is So, like a car crash, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like, watching, it's like watching a um, Final Destination movie. Those got campy after a while. Oh yeah, totally. I was just talking about that. Like the original ones were like things that could have potentially happened and that's why it was scary. But nobody is going to get their hand chewed off by a garbage disposal because a fucking Rube Goldberg machine went off in the middle of the set. Let's let's keep it real, guys. So, speaking of campy, Turtle Takes! Hey, it's Franklin. Look at that turtle go, bro. segment where we come in with that late heat at least two weeks removed 12 rounds in <laughs> just in case you hadn't digested it yet your boys have so you don't have to we, we make it easy for you here that's what the show is about actually you know six man of the year we come off the bench and take all the credit for you know winning the game even though hey Andre Iguodala was a uh, finals MVP <laughs> So, what do you got a turtle take on this week, Zig? The live-action cowboy bebop. Hey, okay, so I can I can actually participate in this one this time, guys, because I did watch, I you, you know, lazy list. journalism at its finest. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've watched a couple episodes. I think I'm on episode four now. I 
am actually enjoying the show. I loved it for an entirely different reason than I love the original Cowboy Bebop. Well, I mean, of course, right? It has to. I think that is what a remake needs, right? Like, it cannot ever actually expect to achieve the same kind of love that the original source material had, right? Like, unless we're talking, like, a book-to-movie adaptation, right? Then, like, the goalpost is kind of the same. But if we're talking about, like, a redo, a revamp, like, a refurbishing, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? Like, all the rees you can throw in there. Um, there's no reason. Let's see what I did. What's today? That's like two months of a college remember, education. Remember, remember the 5th of December. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, I don't think the show, any show that is like attempting to do a revamp should aspire to reclaim what was originally there. Right. that is part of what my paper about Final Fantasy VII and American nationalism is about. Okay, nice, nice little tie-in there. Um, so, what is it you found, or what is it you find the most enjoyable about this new Cowboy Bebop series? I just love how over the top, but not ridiculous. Yeah. Like Power Rangers, ridiculous. The live action is right. Okay, because... Like, the first scene when he just, like, does that cartwheel over the poker right. table, I'm like, this is great. Yo, <laughs> I'm okay. so in for this. Okay, okay. So, here we meet at an odds. <laughs> because I am a very big, like, and I'm no stuntman or anything, right? But I'm a very big stickler for, like, good fight choreography. That's, like, why I love the Ip Man series yeah. and, like... Korean kung fu films and shit like that because the fight choreography is fucking insane, right? Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure they brought in the dude from, like, Ip Man to do a lot of the choreography and, like, John Wick and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But I might, I might be mixing that up a little bit. Um, but this... It's so fucking slow, right? Like, everything is so goddamn telegraphed. It makes me upset when I'm watching the fights because I'm like, how the fuck? This is like Stormtrooper levels of bet, right? <laughs> like, and I get that's part of the campiness of the whole show. So but if, you, you can overdo the campiness. Yeah, if you remove that factor, then the fight scenes are enjoyable because it's like, oh my God, Spike Spiegel just did a full fucking cartwheel around that dude's wrist and disarmed him. <laughs> like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> I, uh... I thoroughly enjoyed the way it was shot, that it looks graphic like an anime would. It reminds Similar me, to how Squid Game is. It reminds me of a stage play, right? And I feel like if you're going to do a space opera, then you should- Vicious certainly acted like it was a stage play. I like his acting. Actually. I love Jack. And, and, oh, my bad. I was talking about Jack. Yeah. yeah, Vicious this is, is the it's his old partner. Albino. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I remember. Um, that guy thinks he's in, like, fucking Macbeth. <laughs> his acting's not terrible, but he does, like, his character, right? Like, but also that's how Vicious was in anime. Yeah, and, I mean, from the two episodes he was in. Um, but that was something I was talking about when we were talking about Megaloboxing, 
right? Or yeah. Megalo Box. Um, it was campy in a way that only animes can get away with, I feel like, right? Like, only animes can get away with being endearing and corny at the same time. Yeah. And, and I think it's because we... I think at this point, Marvel movies can too. I guess so. Yeah. Like, when we have the three Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Fair. Fair. Um, yeah, and I think it's just because we've grown to expect that from anime now. Like, they're very, like, passionate and um, friendship and empathy-driven pieces of work, right? Um, so... Pretty much every shonen. Yeah. Um, so for this show, this live-action remake to, like... I guess embrace that campy attitude isn't a bad look. I think some of the criticisms of the show are well deserved, but the hate is not. No, I, the hate's definitely not deserved. It's totally it is the popcorn version of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it's an enjoyable show. Cowboy Bebop, the anime, is like high art. Right. The live action is like Friday night popcorn. This is to Cowboy Bebop as Teen Titans Go is to Teen Titans, right? Like, they are the same thing, essentially. Except for this one is live action and campy, and the original is a cartoon Ooh, and I'll dramatic. take it another step farther. The original Cowboy Bebop is Young Justice. This Cowboy Bebop is Teen Titans. No, it's definitely more Teen Titans Go. Right, like they are leaning into. But Cowboy Bebop is more Young comic. Justice. Yeah, the no, anime sure. is more Young yeah. Justice. But the IRL is leaning more into the comedy. Like the comedy in the anime was very subtle. I don't right? remember Faye Valentine acting like that, like that over the top. No, that's why I said they are leaning. That's what makes it like stage play to me. Right, like, because in theater you have to turn everything up so that it can be emphasized throughout the whole auditorium, right? And it almost feels like this could be Cowboy Bebop, the live-action stage play. <laughs> uh, the the one scene I thought that was hilarious was um, Faye ends up sleeping with the engineer that um, was working on Jet's ship. And, uh, they were, um... Spoiler alert, because I'm not that far ahead yet, but either way. The two of them are naked in the, uh, the engine room. And Jet opens up the door, and, uh, he just looks and he's like, What the fuck? And Faye's like, Don't you knock! And he just goes, This is the engine room! <laughs> <laughs> Who knocked on the engine room right now? <laughs> Speaking of, Halle Berry recently had her directorial debut released on Netflix, right? A movie called Bruised. It looks like a female inspired or a MMA inspired like female lead driven kind of movie, right? Based off of the success of this movie, right? It seems to be doing pretty well. Uh, Halle Berry has been awarded a multi-picture deal with Netflix, right? Um, no clear details have been given yet as far as to like how much you know this deal is actually worth and what um multi-picture like means numerically like is it gonna be like south park and i doubt it's gonna be south park numbers right yeah um but they are happy enough with the success of bruised which halle berry called like a passion project for her mm -hmm. um go forward with allowing her to create more content for them. so you know in the 
theme of Netflix just throwing money wherever they can. <laughs> Catwoman is now one of the latest members of, you know, the Netflix grab bag team. So, yeah. uh, if you haven't seen it yet, or if you have seen Bruce, let us know what you thought about it. Should we check it out? Should we review it? Uh, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. <laughs> so, something else that's going to be coming out on Netflix, which I'm very excited for. Okay. A Gorillaz feature film. What? Oh, so we are finally going to get to see the animated group in something... In an extended form. Yes. Coherent. In extended. Because <laughs> I think the longest thing they had before that was the episode of Cribs. Like... <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's music videos and if you are like a fan enough to actually watch like the i guess album content i've seen a lot of them and uh, i love the story of the gorillas okay so, so i'm really excited for that because the gorillas to me are one of the like most ambitious creative projects imaginable because explain, the gorillas are made by two mean. guys right one's the artist and the other one is damon albarn the lead singer from blur so it's really just two of them. What about the dude that raps, right? Um, oh, they always get features. Oh, so but the, do you okay. know who's on? You know, uh, feel good, Inc. Don't stop, get it, get it. You know who's rapping that? Is the Del the Funky Homo Sapiens? De La Soul. Oh, what? Yes. Oh, 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 really? Yes. Don't stop, get it. I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? Um, damn. Way I navigate. Damn, I always thought it was one dude. That's crazy. Del the Funky Homo Sapien was on uh, Clint Eastwood. I'm happy. I'm feeling glad I got... Oh, okay, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, that song always fucked me up because the title is Clint Eastwood. Snoop Dogg <laughs> is on a bunch of songs. But like... yeah, no, Most Def has been on songs with them before. Oh, yeah. Bobby Womack. Right. Damn, the Bobby Womack feature threw me for a fucking loop. I was like, what the fuck? And it's on such a banger! Stylo, Stylo is so good! That's fucking crazy. Just like, um, you know what else surprised me and threw me for a loop this fucking week? Um... I don't know how many of our listeners are really... I think really... we talked about this, if it's what's on your screen right now. I don't know how many of our listeners are really into, like, internet culture and stuff like that, but if you, you know, you happen to transverse the internet throughout the week, you might have seen Peppa Pig trending this week. <laughs> I did. For reasons that, you know, it's always confusing when Peppa Pig is trending, right? <laughs> it's like whenever Arthur is trending. Because it's never for actually anything the show or anybody on the it's show. It's never related to Peppa Pig. And, you know, last time she was trending, it's because she beat Kanye in, like, the Billboard chart. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not, not hilarious. <laughs> um... This week, it just happened to be because uh, Peppa Pig's height was revealed. Y'all might be like, okay, what's so special about Peppa Pig's height? Like, she's a little piglet. Can't be that off the wall. But if you just happen to be lucky enough to see Google Peppa Pig's height trending, you might have been one of the lucky few to be made aware that this bitch should be playing for the fucking WNBA. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently... Peppa Pig is seven feet and one inches tall. 
Wow. Seven foot one. That is eight inches taller than I am. That means George is like your height. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Little George. <laughs> I immediately hit you, right? And what did I say? If Peppa is 7'1", how fucking tall is Daddy Pig? Right? Like, like, 14, like 14 feet? That, that's, a, that's what I was thinking. I was like 13 something, right? Like, Jesus Christ, this nigga is like the size of a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex. The fuck do you that's mean? That's insane. The fuck do you mean Peppa Pig is 7'1"? I need answers, internet. I don't understand how I'm supposed to believe. In in this bitch supposed to in it in this bitch supposed to be in like fucking kindergarten. Yep. Like, what fucking kind of sports scheme are you running here? If that's the size of Peppa Pig, this might be the one and only time where I could let Periwinkle go. But what if their concept of time is different? <laughs> What if their concept of height is different? Like, they're measuring by the metric system. What else is crazy is that it seems Nick Cage is going to be playing Dracula in an upcoming rendition of Renfield. I just hope he does a good representation of my people. Renfield is the name of Dracula's sidekick, a henchman first seen in Bram Stoker's 19 or 1897 gothic horror novel, Dracula. The novel characterized Renfield as patient held as a patient held at an insane asylum who had paranoid delusions, right? Um, the Lego Batman movie director, Chris McKay, is at the helm of the feature, according to The Hollywood Reporter and described the film as a modern-day adventure story that is comedic in tone. So, if you thought we were going to get a serious Nick Cage Dracula film, sorry? <laughs> Probably about the same way we we thought we were going to get a serious also, Nick Cage Superman film. Why would you think that? Yeah, that was supposed to be directed by Tim Burton, right? Like, right, yep. Yeah, no, there's no way uh, that movie was going to be any bit of canon or taken seriously although the tim burton batman movie still fucking classic good movie um yeah so nick cage is out there he's also set to play joe exotic in the tiger king uh adaptation done by netflix i wonder if he's or not netflix yet. amazon the tiger king adaptation done by amazon he's gotta be out of debt at this point because he was in super debt. That's why he stole the Declaration of Independence. Uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Uh, there's no reports as to Cage told you. I have a championship ring to give out. With three in the bottom of ninth inning to become the world champion yet again. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! And they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better. Oh shit. My championship ring goes to Tom Holland. Damn. Okay, Tom Holland. You balling? For two reasons. You balling? One, he is going to remain Spider-Man for the next trilogy, Sony trilogy, with production by Marvel is still going to be Tom Holland for Spider-Man. 
I I think that's dope. I saw reports that they are, um, you know, they're gearing up to really start the um, brand and the marketing uh, train for who is going to be the new face of Marvel now that Iron Man, Tony Stark has Robert yeah, Downey Tom Jr. has retired. Well, it's very fitting because as we talked about, I think last time, Spider-Man was always Marvel's top prop. Right? And he was Tony's protege. And in the MCU universe, he was Tony's protege, right? Um, and the entire MCU is going to get broken up in his movie. With him low-key being, I guess, the scapegoat for the whole uh, dimensional collapse, even though it's really Loki's fault. I need Jonathan Majors to show up, just for a second. He's probably going to. Um, apparently, we might, you know, this might be the introduction into um, the Blade universe as well, according to rumors. There was um, a second reason that Tom Holland has got my championship. Okay, so, oh damn, Tom Holland balling this week. What's going on with Comics him? became canon as he and Zendaya are a thing. I think we all knew this for a while now. They have been very, like, you know, close and... But now it's, like, a thing. It's a, the same way... Tom, take your championship ring! <laughs> right, right. The same way um, everybody thought... Well-deserved championship ring, I think. The same way everybody thought ASAP Rocky finally got Rihanna pregnant this week. Um, and Rihanna <laughs> shut down those rumors very quickly. <laughs> Did she say something like, y'all breed me every year? Not <laughs> Joseph like, Gordon-Levitt for the medium. Tom Holland is a medium. I don't know about that. I don't know about that because I haven't seen Tom Holland's interactions with the rest of the culture, right? Like, not that I've seen... Black Panther? <laughs> That does not count. That doesn't count. I mean, I don't know how black people feel about, collectively feel about Joseph Gordon Levitt either. Um, I don't think. Tom Holland and Don Cheadle interactions. That's what we need to say. More Tom and Cheadle? Tom and Cheadle. Oh my God. That'd be so, <laughs> that's a podcast name right there. No, we don't need any more podcasts. <laughs> no more podcasts, guys. We are already, it's already like a fucking ocean out here. It's a bloodbath out here. Trying to get fucking noticed in the podcast market. By the way, guys, uh, when you're done listening to this, make sure you go listen to Straight No Chase and fucking afford it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and if you need to get any Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, Flesh and Blood, or Yu-Gi-Oh, go check out Token MDG and Edgewater. Or if you order online and use the promo code Ziggy, you'll get 10% off of your order. Oh, and don't forget to listen to Sick Podcast, too. Uh, they definitely just released their second season. Um, so, yeah, on that note, we're going to take a break. We are not sponsored by Sour Skittles, but they are still delicious. <laughs> I'm 40 podcast with Tracy Kreider and Kelly Bell, where two sisters just one day decided to pick up a mic and start talking about shit. And we think we're fucking funny. And so far, we found out 25 other people do as well. Excellent. So wherever you get your podcast on, come out and find us. We're a good time. Our only rule is don't, don't be a dick. <laughs> Sound. 
any sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. I'm trying to get to a point that, like, when we actually get the video up and rolling, when I decide which platform I really want to host our video on. Slash we actually just end up paying somebody to make the videos so we can get them out consistently. Ha ha ha. That's ha, not ha. even a rip. That wasn't even supposed to be a rip. It's, look, editing video is hard, guys. Trust I, me, I know. I haven't even started the video back up. I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about my shit. Shout out to Erica Badu. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know who would consider themselves an artist? Who? Gigi Allen. Listen, <laughs> lots of things could be considered art if you believe in it hard enough. Um, Alright, Santa Claus. <laughs> if you had grown tired of her and were glad that you hadn't heard her name for a little while, if you haven't heard her name for a little while. Cardi B has come back into the news recently when it was announced that she will be made head of Playboy's creative development team. Hmm. So, the stripper turned rapper has now hit what some might assume is the penultimate conclusion of that narrative <laughs> and been made the creative director at one of the country's leading pornography uh, producers. The biggest brand, for sure. Most recognizable outside of what, Pornhub, right? Like, I yeah. mean, I would say that even Bang Bus doesn't come like that close no. to recognizing. People will talk about articles from Playboy. Well, yeah, right? People read Playboy for the journals, <laughs> right? Problem is that some of the, the articles are actually, like, legitimately good, good journalism. journalism. Right, well, I mean, how do you, I guess, how do you reclaim the brand after you've been labeled kind of like a scumbag, right? Uh, Hugh Hefner was able to dodge bullets in ways that no other pervert has been able to dodge mm -hmm. bullets. Um, but the dude spent 40 years in a bathrobe. <laughs> Being the creepiest old men of like Master Roshi could never, right? Like, <laughs> no, Master Roshi would die to be Hugh Hefner. Yeah, exactly. Um, he would he would literally sacrifice himself after one day in Hugh Hefner's life. The brand added that in her new role as Playboy's first ever, so let's get that out of the way too, uh, first ever creative director in residence, right? Like, so Playboy has never done this before. It's kind of, as much as you hate on the girl, it's definitely something that is of note, I guess, depending on what your taste and values is, right? But nobody can say that this isn't a, well, an achievement worth rewarding. Right, like, yeah. so like, let's take all of the narrative out of perspective for a second and like, let's acknowledge the fact that yes, a woman being head of creative development at one of the country's leading recognizable producers of adult material is a big fucking deal. Also one of the biggest pro-sex female celebrities 
to come in out pop culture. In, yeah, in the recent. Like let's let's keep it a bit. Like as, Cardi and Meg the Stallion. As much as you want to hate on Cardi B, this is pretty big as far as like, you know, the glass Or want to hate on Playboy. Right. As far as the glass ceiling. So as creative director in residence, Cardi B will provide artistic direction across co-branded fashion, sexual awareness merchandise collections, digital editorials, and experiential activations. I don't know what that means, um, but <laughs> uh, it's it sounds like she's pretty much like brand managed. She's a brand ambassador for yeah. Playboy, and she will decide um, a lot of the merchandise and stuff moving forward. She'll be the, the face of the brand. The, yeah, the aesthetic of the brand, essentially, moving forward, which is cool. She's super excited about it. She was, you know, she took to Twitter to announce it. That's where I originally saw the announcement, and um, she was, like, super happy, and I'm... Fuck it, I'm happy for it, right? Like, I actually don't have... Live your best life, Cardi! Right, I don't have a fucking problem with Cardi B or her music. Um, I know a lot of she's not a lot of people's taste, but I'm also a nigga who openly watches porn. So also, <laughs> it's probably like it might be good for Playboy to have a creative director that is a woman, right? let alone a woman, just is, one no, in general. Let's, I was let's let's talk about that, right? As a woman in that kind of position. Right? Oh, that's huge. And where a position where women's voices have like let's let's keep it a band have been ignored and like probably suppressed to an extent yeah as liberal as we see playboy like let's not pretend like it's not the fucking porn industry right yeah. like, <laughs> some of those models probably i let's not split hairs because like essentially what i wanted to bring this up for is i guess the achievement that is being made the creative director of Playboy for a any woman in general, right? Like it didn't just have to be Cardi B, but the fact that it is Cardi B also once again proves a statement that I have stated on a statement that I have stated. It proves a statement that I have made, and I know I'm not the only one to have made that rap is the ultimate marketing tool, right? Like it it's not sex, drugs, and rock and roll anymore. It is totally sex money rap. Right. That's why Dwayne the Rock Johnson jumped on a teen on a Tech Nine track. It's about drive. It's about <laughs> we stay hungry. We just get the fuck out of here. We get the fuck out of here, Rock. Stop it. Stop it, Dwayne. What was the fucking song that he did? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yo, I love you, Dwayne. I love you, bro. You don't have to do everything. Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't have to. Do... You know what would be cool for you? Take over Joe Rogan's job. Instead of rapping, get a podcast where you host fighters and wrestlers like a drink champs, but for the UFC. Cause you know who's about to be on his way out of the paint? Probably not, cause at this point he's solidified, but I was gonna say Joe Rogan, right? But how long do you think it takes before The Rock shows up on the Joe Rogan podcast? Now that I've put them two into the zeitgeist. I'm already thinking actually about a rock podcast. It would probably just him have the most innocuous interviews with, like, the most popular people, and then he'd have, like, a five-minute interview with a Make-A-Wish kid and a five-minute interview with somebody who did a fan <laughs> who did a fan letter. You know what I'm actually surprised hasn't happened yet, considering they've done so many movies together? Is The Rock and Kevin Hart hosting a podcast together. That's true. 
Speaking of dynamic duos, Chris Cuomo got fired this week. Yep. If you don't know Chris Cuomo, and I don't know how the fuck you don't know, but in case you don't know. If you don't know, now you know. Hey, Chris Cuomo is the CNN um, anchor. Yep. Right. CNN anchor who is brother with Andrew. Wow, I said that weird. Former New York governor. Who is the brother to former New York governor Andrew Cuomo. Right, um, and it was revealed this week that Chris may have used his connections as a media powerhouse to help his brother suppress and um, influence the investigation going on into sexual harassment and sexual misconduct that he may have um, committed while mayor, right? Yeah, mayor using his media connections to keep tabs on uh, journalists who may have been investigating pieces um, investigating pieces of information pertaining to the court case. Um, there was something about Ronan Farrow in there that he was like keeping tabs on Ronan Farrow and what Was he, it? Oh no, I'm thinking Roman Polanski. Um, yeah, so hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, they just keep falling like flies, right? Like, and I, I hate. What's the opposite of a championship ring? Ooh, I know, the Detroit Lions Award. Wow. I feel like there was a more obvious answer for that um, that we're just not getting at the moment. But what I think is funny about this is all of the people who. Um, really like came to prominence during the whole Trump presidency thing. Not to say that, you know, Chris Cuomo wasn't already prominent before the Trump presidency, but people who were really thrown into the spotlight from that, right? Jake Tapper. Are Jim Acosta. Finding it really hard to stay above water <laughs> afterwards, right? Like, and I say that not in support of Donald Trump. I say that in promotion of the idea that the man is so fucking toxic. <laughs> Anything he touches. Even people who were trying to get him out of the paint. <laughs> yep. Are feeling the effects of the radiation poisoning that is the scum of the earth that is Donald Trump. <laughs> Would it be safe to call him human radiation poisoning at this point? Um, so speaking of human scum. Ooh. Not ooh, but ew. All of the killers in Ahmaud Aubrey's case were found guilty. Hey, and it's worth mentioning that, you know, we took off last week because it was Thanksgiving, and this news is a little... Also, old. you still... Have a one-month-old. She's like one-month-old at this point. Yeah. Um, update. One. She thing. has not laughed at a gay joke in two weeks. <laughs> the baby might not be homophobic anymore. The U.S. Uh, justice system knows what it's doing. After finding um, the shitbag from Kenosha, you know, innocent, they, they oh, yeah. definitely had to level the playing field by, you know. Now, they all got hit with the, um, the guy who pulled the trigger. The only one he didn't get convicted on was murder with malice. Or, no, 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 no. He, 
did get murder with malice. Okay. He did get murder with malice. So okay. he's he's just like in jail for the rest of his life. Right. He's gone. He is like for real out of the pain. But the and then the, the dad is gonna get some amount of years where he might just be in jail the rest of his life. Well deserved, because you know. Fuck you for taking a man's life and not minding your own goddamn business. While he was but out for a jog. That's, that's why I said not minding your own goddamn business is literally when not minding your own goddamn business goes wrong. Like, fuck out of here. Like, I, it's, it can't be overstated. The need for everybody to calm the fuck down. Um, and I specifically mean that to the people who need to calm the fuck down. Right? Like, because there are justifiably things that we should be upset about. But literally murdering somebody for taking a piss in a porta potty uh, that didn't belong to him, right? Like, because that's how this all happened, right? Like, he was taking a jog, he ran into a building to use like a porta potty or something. Like, I don't know. Maybe cut this, right? <laughs> But I'm a, it's so far removed, right, that you don't even remember how the whole thing happened, yeah. right? But I want to say he ran into, there was, like, I, initially there was word that he ran into a building and he stole some lumber from a place while he was on the jog, threw it in the back of the truck or some shit like that, right? Then I feel like it came out that he ran into the building that was under construction and used a porta potty because he was on a jog, Right? And they saw him run into the building, thought he stole something, and then chased after him, right? And long story short, no matter how the fuck it happened, had they minded their own fucking business... They wouldn't be spending the rest of their lives in jail. Thought they would get off on some George Zimmerman shit. Fuck around and find out! So, so speaking on some legal... Legal co continuing... The Ghislaine Maxwell trial will have no cameras, and because of, of that, we got the creepiest court picture I think I've ever seen, where she is drawing the court sketch artist. I love how you refuse to say her name correctly. Ghislaine? Um, it's Ghislaine. Ghislaine? It's Ghislaine. Oh, it's Ghislaine. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't, once again, Hillfinger. Um... Uh, he'll finger it out. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> Yo, um... Yeah. That was so bad, I'm impressed. Have you watched any of the trial at all? No, I have not. Okay. The court sketches that are coming out are absolutely hilarious. Um, because she looks like a total henchman. Right? Yeah, she she's giving off top henchman vibes. Right? Like, it's pretty campy at this point. The... Like, Dark Side's right hand man. Yes. Her drawing the uh, courtroom sketch artist. Sketch artist, while the courtroom sketch artist is drawing her, has to be like top tier trolling. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What are you doing, Ghislaine? You are in court. For sex trafficking, <laughs> and you, this is like, this is like high key white privilege too, right? Cause like, maybe not. There's probably a, you know, somebody who is, I'm sure like Young Thug or somebody with <laughs> wild shit like that, right? Um, but 
to be in court for sex trafficking, right? Like, you are the madam to probably the most infamous underage pimp of all fucking time. Now, hold on. What if she was drawing the sketch artist hentai style? Or hentai style. Do you think that makes it any better? I think it makes it more hilarious. Because she's in court for sex trafficking. Exactly. So to be drawing smut <laughs> while in court for sex trafficking underage girls seems very like self-aware. That's just what you quote super bad. You're just like, I, I can't help it. I just draw dicks all the time. And retarded at the same fucking time. And I know I shouldn't use the word retarded, but that would be retarded. <laughs> and in a little more legal news, Alex Jones and Roger Stone have been subpoenaed by the January 6th committee. Yikes. I mean, not yikes, because we saw it coming, right? Like, how how could you not... How could you not have seen that coming? Like, it's Roger Stone and Alex Jones. Yeah. Two of the biggest, like, right-wing propagandists for, well, Alex Jones for certain, like, one of the biggest right-wing propagandists. Fucking moron. He went on TV and just, like said he did everything and then you know like a month later once all the bureaucracy is taken care of there's your subpoena because it's balls to the wall fucking manhood here bro like i'm totally like i'm owning up to my shit when toxic masculinity goes wrong absolutely absolutely so fuck both of them i hope they're not gonna rot in jail but i mean hopefully you know one of them will i'll settle for one what? i'll settle for one of them ratting on who? Trump? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's been subpoenaed, too. I mean, he keeps trying to dodge it, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And, and they're all rich white dudes, right? Like, I don't. I have no faith in the justice system actually taking care of any of them. So, one more thing. Um, Boston Celtic Enos Cantor. The Enos? Enos. Enos. E-N-U-S. Enus. Yeah, Enus. he's he's uh, very outspoken for human rights. <laughs> and um, Your anus is very outspoken? He just got naturalized as a U.S. citizen because he was actually on work visa from Turkey, and if he went back to Turkey, he would 100% get assassinated. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, Turkey is a very beautiful country. Um, they recently had, like, a whole dispute over... Uh, dog pooping on the transit um shout out to internet today if you haven't seen that video check out uh last week's edition of weekly weird news i guess it would be two weeks ago when this comes out but for anyway. their turtle takes <laughs> anyway um but the uh when he was naturalized he changed his last name to freedom so um, i'm really looking forward to the ESPN broadcast. I'm not. Of uh, freedom getting blown off on defense. Listen. Well, looks like you're going to have to take freedom out of the game. Listen, um, this isn't the 90s. It's also not the fucking 20s immigrants. You the reason don't... Ron Artest could get away with it 
was because he was good on defense when he had world peace on the back of his jersey. You don't have to overcorrect, right? Like, I know um, the cultural and political climate in the country is very um, stoked oh, right now. Oh, to go over, um, to go overcorrecting. Another thing he did. Dude, freedom? Another thing he okay. did the same week the same was week. when they played the Lakers, he wore shoes with LeBron James like bowing to the prime minister of China against LeBron. That's a good troll. Um, actually, I support that entirely. I do not, however, freedom, support your choice and last name. What the fuck? Enus? Anus? Anus freedom. <laughs> it's actually Enus Cantor freedom. Uh, why? Why? Look, nobody loves this country more than immigrants. And that's why it pisses me off that, like, all of the hillbillies in middle America, um, it may not be fair to call them all hillbillies, but all of the white nationalists in middle America who act like they're the ones who love this country the most have never, I would love to see them go through the naturalization process, right? Like to actually have to go through, take like five Patriot Oath Keepers, right? Or whatever the fuck they call themselves, right? The Vanguardians or whatever, like take five of them and make them go through what a fucking Mexican immigrant has to go through when they like cross the border illegally. Right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Take them and make them go through the naturalization process a a Turkish or Middle Eastern citizen has to go through in this country now. Right? Like, let them face the strenuous nature of trying to become a certified American citizen. And let's see how many of them still think there's a fucking conspiracy on, like, all of them coming into the country. Right or the country just like Joe Biden and Barack Obama letting anybody who the fuck they want into this bitch. Right, like it's it, the idea is ridiculous. Chances are immigrants know more about this country's history than you do. They do, and my entire fucking point about that is it was so stressful for this man to get into the country that when he finally was labeled a naturalized citizen, the first fucking thing he did was change his last name to Freedom. I hope that pause was long enough for y'all to let that sink. Cause it is ridiculous how much immigrants go hard for this fucking country. Right? Yet we continue to shit on them. I say all that to say this. Make Puerto Rico a state. <laughs> I say all this to say this and BC. Um Well they're not immigrants, but but DC should be a state. It should. It's funny to me that people from DC don't aren't considered immigrants, considering DC is not a state; it's a territory. <laughs> it's like the Vatican of Maryland. It, kinda, kinda. Because fuck Virginia, they didn't give up shit for DC. It's all us. And fuck white supremacists. Yeah. Um. Did you hear that? Uh, I think it was Saturday. A group of white supremacists. It was like a Patriot Prayer or something like that at a rally in DC um, to, 
you know, support white supremacy. Yay! As, as one does. And, uh, We're so impressed. Apparently they, like, used the U-Haul to get there. And um, when the rally was over, they couldn't find the U-Haul. You all get in the U-Haul. Yeehaw! So it took them like forever. They got like essentially like trapped in DC because they couldn't find their ride home and had to be carted off like two by two on some Noah's Ark shit. Um, just to show you that, you know, these guys are fucking retards. And I, I mean, it, the narrative that they're retarded kind of makes me mad because it, it, that's how we ended up not taking Donald Trump seriously and then yeah. seriously look what happened. <laughs> and the whole reason they did it, right, was a show of order and solidarity, right? Like it wasn't, this, this was a demonstration to show the numbers and the uh, discipline of the group, right? It wasn't really to make waves. I, no. It was to make waves, but not to make a scene. Right. Um, yeah. It was to be seen, and they literally wore like brown shirts and khakis um, to not, you know, be too on the fucking nose, but <laughs> as on the nose as you can fucking get, being a white supremacist. Um, but this shit isn't dying down anytime soon, right? And as much as. Um, the kid from Kenosha keeps, he's not a fucking kid at this point, he's a fucking adult, um, keeps trying to say, you know, how now he's saying he loves, not loves BLM, but he supports BLM and stuff of that nature. He um, reported, I think he like, he either sold the AK, I don't think he sold it, like, I think he like melted it down, the um, rifle he used in the shooting or whatever, like, He's doing what George Zimmerman should have done. And he done. gave three rings to the elves and seven to the kings of men. Ha 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 ha. Um, but yeah, no, this whole thing, I'm still waiting to see what's up with the Michigan shooter, right? Like what his motive was. Um, Cause they already got to like, you know, white angeling him. They used like a fucking like four-year-old picture of him, dressed up nice. Check his, his Spotify for Travis for some Travis Scott. Wow! Wow! So I saw this great meme where it was talking about Big Ben saying that it was gonna be his last season, and it was a uh, screenshot from Travis Scott's apology. <laughs> so. Um, the Michigan, the Michigan school shooter, uh, you know, thankfully, he only was able to claim four victims. I still feel like that was a rough way to say that sentence. Yep. Um, you know, unfortunately, four people still lost their lives, though. Um, and his parents from what I understand are being charged with manslaughter for allowing him or enabling him in whatever way they enabled him is he alive? yes he is still alive God damn. Um, anytime there's a fucking shooting I'm just like taken into custody up uh, well that's one of us it's um it's a shame that 
It has become like a common trope that school shootings are a thing here in the states, and that makes me sad in ways that the Trump presidency didn't make me sad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> in ways that even white supremacy don't make me sad. Right. I don't think anything was as terribly heart-tuggingly tragic as Sandy Hook. I feel, okay, and this is going to be a controversial Kindergartners. That, okay, so what I was getting ready to say is this is going to be a controversial statement. I feel like Sandy Hook is worse than 9-11. Um, and hear me out. Kindergartners, dog. Like, I losing the a mass amount of people that we lost on 9-11, it's not even comparable, right? And I'm not trying to do tragedy Olympics with this shit, but... The the nature of the Sandy Hook attack, to me, is much more indicting of the climate in this country than the 9/11 attack. Would you have right? Would you have said that three months ago, and would you have said that ten years ago? If so, you mean if Sandy Hook happened? right after 9-11? No. Basically, if you didn't have Dez and then right before you had Dini. Yeah, no. Because I feel like Columbine is worse than 9 Kids killing kids is fucking insane, yo. Like, I get that, like, if you go back in time, the way back machine. Um, you know, kids have been killing kids for like since the dawn of time, but like ever since they were able. There's something to me that is. Please tell me that did not go over your head. Yeah, no, I, I got it. Got it. I came and will understand your references. Um. I don't, the idea of a school shooting, right? Like, high school is all, is school, kids have it rough, right? Like, it's, it, it, even, like, well-off kids. Being a kid is a rough experience. Yeah. Right? Like, especially being in high school, I'm right? I'm just a kid and there's nobody out there. Finding your identity while you are maturing, like, hormonally and, like, physiologically and stuff like that, and in the environments and things that kids in in this country alone, right? Like, just kids in this country alone, right, have to go through. Um, right, and that, that, that's, to, to my point, the bombings in, like, fucking Afghanistan and stuff that the kids have to go through over there is fucking worse than, than, than some of the shit that we, we fear, right? Like, we revere 9-11 because it's still to this day like one of the biggest um terroristic like impacts to ever like hit this country right i think it is um well it's not financially but finances versus like people's lives yeah i was um, thinking people's lives yeah well i'm thinking about like the black tom harbor explosion and like that to date is still like the most devastating terrorist attack that has Isn't ever... that the one where they hit a bunch of fucking oil tankers? Um, or a bunch of oil foundries? I think. Um, I know it was like 
billions like of Texas, right? Dollars. No, 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 no. This was in like New Jersey. Oh, never mind. Um, and it was the first terrorist attack on American soil, and it was the Germans, and they blew up a harbor, and it was like billions of dollars in damage, right? Like they blew up several buildings, but it was something like only 16 people died in the explosions. Um, so, but the infrastructure and supply damage, right, was notable and should be taught, but it's not because Germany did some other crazy shit, and then Japan did Pearl Harbor, right, and that the casual the life casualty there was much more significant than the Black Tom Harbor explosion. But, of course, you know, once again, I'm not playing Tragedy Olympics here. Like, before I get a bunch of, like, fucking, like, death threats in my email claiming that 9-11 is, like, the greatest American tragedy to ever happen, I think that, like, you know, kids over in Afghanistan and Iraq and shit like that and, uh the kids in Africa who have to deal with like Boko Haram, like they go through 9-11s all the fucking time, right? Like, and the death counts aren't as high anymore because they've consistently been going through them for a long fucking time, right? So the impact lessens every time they get fucking bombed, right? But they are still consistently getting bombed. There are kids out there who have to go to school along bomb raids, right? That's my point, right? And here in America, we're lucky enough to not have bomb raids, but instead we have internal conflicts that cause kids to have to go through live shooter drills. And it's enough to be trying to figure out the rest of your life (laughs) without having to worry about one of your peers potentially coming in you know, canceling all of that before you get a chance to figure it out. Speaking of foreign terrorism, on this day in history, one week from today. After this break. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. So I only have a few this week in history one week from today on December 11th. Speaking of foreign terrorism, in 1620, the Mayflower Pilgrims come ashore at Plymouth Bay. Wow. Well, I mean, is it not? Anybody cold? Need a blanket? Could it not be looked at? So there is probably some patriot losing their fucking mind right now. Like, how do you fucking mean the the Mayflower was terrorism? Dude, relax. Wrap yourself in a blanket, you'll be fine. Uh, uh, two blanket jokes in under five minutes. Under three seconds. I know, it was cold. It's cold. It's cold to do that. I was gonna say, there's no small, uh... Yo, I'm dead, though. (laughs) <laughs> Literally? I mean, I'm a vampire, so yeah. Uh, okay. So, next up. Uh... In 1792, Francis King Louis XVI goes on trial and is accused of high treason and crimes against the state. So this is right... This, this is right about... 
the, the, uh, of, the French of the reign of terror. I mean, is it a reign of terror? Like, after the monarchy fell, France turned into a hellscape. A little blood needs to be shed for the revolution. Um, and uh, the last one I thought was really cool. In 1913, the Mona Lisa was recovered two years after it was stolen from the Louvre. Ah, this was the um, the heist that made the Mona Lisa famous, right? Because before then, it was just like another piece of like Da Vinci art, right? Like, his most famous work before that was like the Vitruvian Man. I, I think, think so. And then yeah, then the Mona Lisa got stolen. Everybody was like, oh, why? <laughs> Cause it was I like thought that was really cool, like a, like a fucking art heist. Yeah, and those are always dope. So that's all the stuff that I, I got for a real short This oh. Week of History. Oh, that's tight. One week from today. <laughs> Not that that's tight, but um, you know what was tight? Um, speaking of history, Barbados became a republic this week. Or Woo! two weeks ago from when you hear this. Fuck the queen. Fuck Guy Ritchie. The queen was Fuck actually Fuck them shoes. Like, Pretty like fuck that accent. You fuck your what? cheap ass cigars. Go for it, Barbados. Um, so, you know they have they have their first. Um, I guess it's not a president, um, but it's a woman. I forget what her name is at the moment. We can uh, shoehorn it in later on. <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to you, Barbados. Um, history was also made this week. When uh, 3-6 and Bone Thugs had their verses battle. Woo! Two of the hottest groups in hip-hop history. Talk uh, about heated. Like I said outside when we were talking off mic, if this is the way versus battles are going to be now, I am all about it. I was all for it, too. Um, fucking 3-6 was killing it, right? Not to say, not no disrespect to Bone Thugs. Bone Thugs is doing anything, but um, who was it fucking? It was either Gangsta Boo or Juicy J said, are you niggas a rap group or an R&B group? Question. Right? Like, and I was like, damn, Bone Thugs do do a lot of singing, don't they? I mean, they Bone do. Thugs in harmony. <laughs> Who's the hip-hop equivalent of Gigi Allen? Old Dirty Bastard? No. Fucking... Dude, the first person that came to mind when you said this shit was like fucking Takashi Six. It would be Kanye, right? But it... Takashi 69 was like one of the first people that came to mind just because of like the absurdity of Gigi Allen. Uh, but when you think of absurdity upon Gigi Allen would levels, though. it would be Kanye. The antics, like the level of antics, right? Like I can't think of anybody. We have both we have now called Kanye Elon Musk, the greatest artist of all time. I don't, and Gigi Allen. I don't feel like Kanye would disagree with any of them. Uh, <laughs> um, look, I'm not here to toot Kanye's horn, but you asked me a question and I gave you an answer. <laughs> this three six and Drake of, would never. And Drake would never. <laughs> this three six versus Bone Thugs battle was um, pretty dope, though. Uh, Juicy J and Busy Bone definitely almost fought. And Juicy J has never given fucks. Nah. <laughs> and he still doesn't. None. None. Because while Juicy J, while uh, Busy Bone was like, hey, y'all, y'all gonna stop disrespecting me. Juicy J was like, man, fuck that. Shut the fuck up. Suck my dick and start the music. 
Yo, it was an opening day pitch. Hold on. Yeah, the it was like he, he was like on the rubber, like straight from the wind up. Yo, it was an opening fucking day pitch. And it caught Juicy J like dead in the And it wasn't it wasn't like no was fifty cent opening day pitch. No. No. Oh man, that shit was it was good. Um it was definitely threw that shit like a stick grenade in World War Two. It was definitely a hold me back fight, but I kinda feel like if I don't know who it was holding have... back. Juicy J did throw punches. And them niggas had beef back in the day, right? Um, and Busy Bo was like, I'm going to make you devil motherfucking... <laughs> I'm going to make you devil worshiping niggas repent. <laughs> like, I was here for it. Um, keep it coming. Versus uh, Swiss said, though, that he's getting tired of these groups charging like five times the rate they would for other events and shows because... You know, Versus is so popular. The spotlight. Everybody's, you know, trying to get the bag off of that shit. Right well, not now. only that, if you get embarrassed at Versus, it really does, like, kill your brand. Dipset still yeah. hasn't recovered. Exactly. Um, That's exactly my point. They was just going on Jim Jones for his dirty straight backs. <laughs> and... If they did it the way uh, Big Daddy Kane and E-40 did, where it was like an act, like they were going at each other, yeah. but they were doing it like in the spirit of hip hop. That's because both of them niggas came up when a battle was what Versus is now, right? Like there was a point where like a rap battle was a performance battle, and then there became a point where um, it was a lyrical battle. See. Busy V versus Cool Mo D for reference. Um, cause hip hop, hip hop. Did you catch any of the E40 uh, Big Daddy came no, one? No, I did not. That one was definitely better than the Fat Joe and Ja, ja Rule. Rule. That shit was fucking corny as fuck. I and look, I got love for Fat Joe and, and, and Ja Rule is a whole different thing. Like you know, like beginner bling era Ja Rule will always have a place in hip-hop history but after like 50 cent ja rule era like ja rule is the screech of hip-hop wow that might be 100 percent accurate <laughs> super important never able to respect him not relevant you know who else ain't getting no respect the island boys the Island Boys got booed out of their first live performance. I think it was their first live performance since they'd gone viral with that, um, that TikTok uh, song rendition that they did. You haven't seen it? Oh, luckily. Lucky for you. I've had is, I've spent a lot of time lately writing. Uh, well, I have spent a lot of time lately on TikTok. And um, actually, you know, they've gone pretty viral on the Twitters too, uh, just as a meme, right? It's more meme rap um, and people continuing to siphon energy off of the vessel that is hip hop. Yeah, no, them niggas got booed, rightfully so. Uh, that song was trash from the get-go. I don't know what y'all was thinking, trying to make stars out of them to Cuban passing boys. Um, apparently they're Cuban. I thought they was like full-fledged white kids from Talladega <laughs> with matted hair dreads and face tattoos akin to Soldier Boy and Riff Raff. Fuck you meme rappers. It's enough that we have to deal with. But how do you feel about Lonely Island? And Lil Dicky? 
I I don't count Lonely Island as meme rap. Um, but I do count Lil Dicky as meme rap. And I am indifferent towards Lil Dicky because I'm still bitter about Asher Roth, um, who can actually rap, but got mislabeled as a frat rapper thanks to I Love College. And... <laughs> We'll never get any respect. He's, like, on the same tier that Russ is at this point. Like, Russ should get respect and probably deserves it, but is so, like, self-entitled that he doesn't get it. And I'm not going to say that Asher Roth is self-entitled, but he's just not going to be able to get out of, like, the, the space. I love college, love all the parties. I love beer, that shit. Um, anyway... Rolling on through it. So, you know who else is uh, getting majorly disrespected? Who? The Major League Baseball Players Union. America's pastime might not be played for a long time. Wait. After seven minutes of negotiating between the Players Union and the owners, talks for their collective bargaining agreement ended and their collective bargaining agreement expired, and now there is a Major League Baseball lockout. Oh, just as the United States government avoided its shutdown, <laughs> Major League Baseball has hit some turbulence. So what is the, what, are, what are the prospects looking like here? Like, well, the conversation ended in seven minutes. So there's some real controversy going on. Oh, yeah. What exactly are the players aiming for? So they're trying to get um, rights. Like, baseball, when you get drafted by a team, they have you for a certain number of years. Right. Like, through basically, like, your first two contracts. Yeah. Uh, so what players are... The players' union is trying to do is they're trying to get rid of um, arbitration, which is basically that. They want to increase the number of playoff teams from um, 12 to, no, from 10 to 12. Owners want to increase it to 16, but that would mean more games for the players, which is more work, more hours on the right, clock, right. more more miles on their body. Yeah, and for the same amount of pay that they've been getting, which, I mean... If you look at some of these baseball contracts, if you're a super... Baseball player, contracts go one of two ways from what I've seen. They're either dirt cheap or they're like 14 right. years and $800 million. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're a superstar, you you look at, you know... But this, I'm assuming, is for the people who don't get those superstar contracts, right? Like, the owners, I'm sure, are looking at those $800 million contracts that they're handing out. And they're trying to find ways to compensate for it in other avenues and they're shorthanding or uh you know like the the second string play so one of the biggest reasons for that is baseball is the only major sport that is not salary cap right right and that has always uh been kind of the selling point of for the, the new york yankees and for baseball contract in general right um opposed as opposed to like an NBA player contract. Boston, New York, and the Dodgers. So they'll throw money. They'll throw money for the best players. Out of all the major sporting leagues, who would you say at this point has the 
best player representation? The NBA? That, that's what I was thinking. Well, actually, no. Uh, Considering the moves that, like, like... Players Union? Yeah. like Believe it or not, baseball's Players Union is actually dumb, stupid, strong. Well, as old and as here's why. Is, here's think. a pure example of why they are dumb, stupid, strong. Um, the Astros still have a World Series title. One. I was going to say, you would think that a sports institution that existed when unions became, like, a thing in this country <laughs> would have a strong union. Right, like baseball Thanks, Flood. has been around longer than some of the HBCUs in this country. No, no, has been around longer than the HBCUs. Baseball has been around longer than radio, right? Yeah. Like, when was the first World Series? Nineteen oh three. Look up when the radio was invented. When was the radio invented? When was TV invented? 24 years before TV was invented. Look up when sliced bread was invented. When was sliced bread invented? What the fuck? Baseball is older than sliced bread. And that's just to let you guys know that none of this normal buy. It's like, nah, I don't think we're ending yet because I still have to talk about. Uh, there's a West Side Boogie album coming out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Shady Records, the record label owned by widely considered to be one of the best lyrical rappers of all time, Eminem. Eminem's new protege from the West Coast, West Side Boogie, one of... Not to be confused with West Side Gun. Not to be confused with West Side Gun, or a boogie with the hoodie. Um, <laughs> West Side Boogie, one of... Or DeMarcus Cousins. My favorite rappers out right now, currently is about to release his new, his second studio album. Um, it's official, the album is done. No release date as of yet. Um, no official single from what I've seen, but I bring it up because like I said, it is one of my favorite artists out right now. And I've been waiting for this album about, it feels, it feels like as long as I was waiting for the Isaiah Rashad album. <laughs> So his debut album, which was his last project, Everything's For Sale, came out in fucking 2019, 2017? 2019. So, I mean, it hasn't been as long as Isaiah Rashad. Kendrick hasn't released an album in five years. The Sun's Tirade came. 2016. Yeah, The Sun's Tirade came in 2016, so yeah, four years, right? No, five years, yeah. Um, Kendrick is on his way. We've been saying that for like five years. <laughs> but we did get that untitled and uncut project from Kendrick. So Which is better than Donald Glover's. <sighs> I wonder if we'll get some new Childish Gambino soon. Um, Kodak Black is making waves with his latest single. Um... I'm totally excited for this West Side Boogie project though. Because like I said, he's definitely um been on my radar for a while now um he's an artist who i constantly like check for new music from um because i feel like he really is making <laughs> it's funny i was listening to his interview earlier and 
he was talking about how he don't even really like listen to a whole lot of rap music. He listens to a lot of like R&B and stuff like that. And he was like, I consider myself a singer who's just actually good at rap, which is entirely hilarious to me because I'm not going to say this nigga's singing is terrible, right? But <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because yeah, the levels of rapping that he does is fucking bananas, <laughs> son. Um, and his singing is more akin to crooning than it is singing. Um, Love, exciting in you. Not, not necessarily on those levels, but yeah, uh, be on the lookout for that. If you guys trust my recommendations in music, uh, that's definitely worth keeping your ear out for. And I have some media updates after a break. Our last. So, I watched some TV this week. So, <laughs> did you know? I did watch some TV this week. What did you I watch? have watched Hawkeye. I watched Shang-Chi. I watched the Demon Slayer movie. I watched Arcane. Hawkeye is... I like Hawkeye so far. Okay. Hawkeye, it's... it's um, Would you say it was an unexpected like? From like yeah, Marvel's like a little bit. It's boring. It, I'm not. It's okay. Maybe they the play. Hulk I hate they play is. into like Kate even makes a joke, and she's just like, you know what your problem is? You have a branding problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because with the success of like DC's Arrow, like Hawkeye kind of felt like it basically is kind of like Marvel Arrow. Yeah, but like better production because it's Marvel. Because it's Marvel. <laughs> But, like, there's one scene where, like, the Ronin costume gets stolen, so somebody picks it up and buys it, I think, and they end up at a LARP. Wow. Like, the guy so is at a LARP wearing the Ronin costume. So, so Hawkeye finds this, and he has to go to this LARP thing, and he's just like, look, I need the costume. And people are like, you have to pay the fee. All right, here's your sword. So he can get it. He just goes in and he starts beating some people with, like, the LARP sword. And he goes up to it and he goes like, look, I can pretend kill you with this sword and take the outfit. Or I can actually beat the shit out of you and take the outfit. (laughs) Kind of, like, meta if you think about it. Yeah. Um, Um... But, I mean, they play into him now like he's losing his hearing. And really, they've made Hawkeye's entire story is just like they, they won't let him get back to his family. Like the entire time. Like each, he's like, Marvel's just, just never going to let him go back to his family. I just want to go home. It's like, it's like Die Hard. John McClane trying to get home to his family. He's That's what Clint Barton's trying to do. And they should lean into that, right? Like make him Marvel's most endearing character. At the make moment. him Marvel's John McClane. By making him seem like... Like, he's just a guy working a shift job, right? Like, I just want to go home. <laughs> Hawkeye literally feels like he's just working a shift job when he's with them. Niggas. <laughs> he's just like, okay, why do we need me? Oh, because, I don't know, we need somebody to round up carts. Okay, I'm on it. <laughs> okay. And- like, he doesn't even... I mean, I guess he has a whole family. I was going to say, he doesn't even get, like, a hot superhero girlfriend like Arrow does. What are you talking about? His wife is Velma. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, That's why I changed my mind. <laughs> God damn it. 
So my takeaway from the Demon Slayer movie is it was graphically, visually amazing. As Demon Slayer has proven to be. But other than that, kind of just basic shonen. Mm. However, I will say, Tanjiro goes hard because the, the, the villain is like constantly, like he puts you to sleep and then he'll fuck with you while you're in your sleep. Yeah. So Tanjiro found out the way that he could wake up is by killing himself in his dream. Okay. So like he's running right towards the guy and this dude just keeps putting him to sleep like every like two seconds. So he's, so like... he's killing himself in his dream every time. So he wakes up before he hits the ground from yeah. being sent to sleep. Cause he keeps constantly slitting his throat. That's nuts. That's an insane way for you to spoil the movie. It's like, nah, <laughs> that's an insane way um, for you to have to battle the main antagonist in the movie. Mm -hmm. Now, um, this is especially relevant because Demon Slayer Season 2 premiered today. Oh. Okay. I haven't watched it yet, but first episode came out today. So we'll catch you guys up on that as things move forward. Uh, what else did you say you watched? I watched Shang-Chi. Okay. It was a lot Ten of fun. Rings. Shang-Chi was, was a real good movie. I enjoyed it. So fight choreography in this yeah. movie because Shang-Chi was supposed to a be... A1. It was like... It was a... It was a really good kung fu movie. Yeah. Like... Uh, that Everybody says that this movie feels different from most of your Marvel movies in the sense that, they, like, yeah, it's more of a kung fu movie. The same way um, the Captain America movies are like... It was like The movies. Last Samurai if Tom Cruise was Asian. Okay. Okay, so the way The Last Samurai should yes. be. <laughs> That's dope. The controversy surrounding the um, lead actor seems to be dying down a little bit. Um, it, I can't remember. He had like some transphobic comments or something like that from his Reddit w account, which was deleted like fucking 10 days before the movie dropped. Because <laughs> of course it was. Of course, out of all the celebrities, Marvel had to have at least one dude who was on Reddit, right? <laughs> like, and it wasn't Camille Nanjiani. And uh, the last thing that is really worth talking about is, is the Omicron. Kane. No, oh, it's not Omicron. Okay, um, Arcane. I was talking with a uh, friend of the pod, Jordan, and he, I was just like, what should we talk about? And he was talking about, you should probably mention Arcane. Because, um, yeah, it's currently got a 100% on critic score and a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. And um, he brought up a good point that talking about it, it might be the future of video game to screen adaptations because it might be like the cherry on top, on top of like Castlevania and Detective Pikachu and Sonic and The Witcher. Okay, so out of those, do right you now feel... it's more popular than Squid Game, and is currently number one streaming show over things like The Mandalorian and Stranger Things. And okay, um, okay, it was seeing record broken when only the first three episodes were out. So out of those video game to visual media adaptations. Do you feel like Arcane is the best of them? Arcane is the most visually stunning. Which one do you feel like is the best of them? What's the best video game to visual media adaptation you've seen? Uh, I'm gonna separate best from favorite. 
right now. Okay. Because I think my favorite is Castlevania. But I think the best one might be The Witcher. The Witcher's really good, dude. Production, and I mean, no, I've seen it. I've seen the whole entire season, even though I don't watch a lot. I keep looking at the camera like it's still on. <laughs> but like, even Arcane though, is yeah. Arcane is insane. Like, you ever you don't have to know anything about League of Legends to enjoy Arcane. That's kind of what I felt like The Witcher did, right? Like, you didn't really have to know anything about the video game in order to understand the lore. Mostly because toss a coin to your Witcher is a banger. <laughs> I also feel like they did the pacing in that show was a little weird, right? Like, yeah, because the thing is, it jumps around time, but the first season is basically all prelude. Yeah. To what's getting ready to happen in the second season, which is supposed to be. And then they get a third day. season, and then they get canceled, like Netflix does to everything. Do you know why Netflix does that? Because it gets too expensive to make the shows? Exactly. Not because the production level goes up, but because the actors want more money. Rightfully yep. so. But yeah, Netflix has the tendency to cancel things around the third. That's why Stranger Things getting more than three seasons was a big deal because Netflix has a pattern of canceling shows at the third season, um, right when it gets expensive to continue to produce them. So, with that being said, um, do you have any hope for the Devil May Cry animated series coming up? Uh, because the director said that they will not using Chris Pratt as <laughs> the voice of Dante. Um, now I do! Which is a trending... And yeah, you've seen the jokes, the memes. Right? Chris Pratt is supposed to voice everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, when I saw that they were doing a Devil May Cry animated series, I, I loved that. My first reaction was, again? Well, I mean, okay, so the animated series is a cult classic, and I feel like widely underrated. I don't... I'm really, like... Uh, opposed to the CG animation, I feel like it killed the Berserker series for me. Yeah. And it's slowly ruining Baki for me as well. Um, my recent favorite is Megalobox on Netflix. Yep. Um, it was an anime that dropped in 2018 and it feels very like 90s, early 2000s. I talked to you about this earlier. I definitely recommend it. I don't binge watch a lot, but I definitely binge watch this. It's got a very well-paced arc. It's your typical underdog come-up story as far as like boxing goes in a world where mechanized arm enhancements yeah. are the main selling point of the fights. And so it's like you're getting hit by one punch, you're done. Yeah. And the whole gimmick is the main character doesn't use any enhancements, right? Uh, that's the whole gimmick of the fight uh, or of the series. And I enjoyed this joint from start to finish, right? Like, it was uh, actually really hard for me to be like, I'm not going to watch another episode of this. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things don't have that pull on me. Like, I really enjoyed Squid Game didn't really feel the need to watch the next episode. I enjoy Cowboy Bebop. Don't feel the need to watch the next episode, right? Megalobox, I was however, watching one other thing. Brave, the animated series. I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's like no. this Chinese anime okay. where basically all of... All of the characters basically look like Playmobil people. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> 
basically genocide drawn in Adventure Time style. Wow, really? You know what else was, it, uh, Terraform Mars was like that, right? Like I was not expecting the levels of brutality that Terraform Mars was ready to drop upon my head. And um, that was another one that like, I just couldn't finish because it was so fucking dark, right? Like everything about that anime was, it was good. The storyline was great. I just, it was so depressing. I could not finish it. Every no, time okay, you so got attached Brave, to a character, Brave is, it has its lighthearted moments. Like, in the first episode, had me cracking up. Like, um, the woman, is this mom is talking to the, her son at the dinner table, and she's just like, now you have to be a good person. Now you can't steal or do anything bad. And this Brave is, like, in their house, like, rummaging through all of their cabinets and, like, picking up anything. And he goes, like, you never want to be a thief. And the son's like, you mean, like, that guy robbing us? And she's like, oh, no, he's a Brave. He protects us. He can take anything he wants. You should be like him when you grow up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely going to hit to check this out. You know who you shouldn't be like when you grow up? Joel Olstein. <laughs> Joel Olstein, the evangelist, megachurch, founder, creator, owner, um, all-around scumbag, who recently was under In fire name of Christ. for a paycheck protection program loan scandal, has also recently come under fire for what you might find to be very... Um, I guess intriguing? No. Interesting? No. Straight up fucking like mafia style. <laughs> a plumber was in Joel Olstein's house repairing a toilet when they punched a hole into a wall and found reportedly around $600,000 hidden inside of the installation. That in literally Joel. happened in Ozark. This man said that he punched a he hole in the wall. He oddly looks like Jason Bateman as well. This man said he punched a hole into the wall and envelopes started falling out. The money had been reportedly stolen in a 2014 heist in which a church claimed $200,000 in cash and $400,000 in checks were stolen from a safe. The money was never found despite a $25,000 reward offered by Crime Stoppers of Houston and this plumber found it in 500 envelopes stuffed into Joel Olstein's wall. I don't know who put it there. <laughs> there was a loose toilet in the wall and, re and we removed the tile, he said, to 100.3 FM, the morning bullpen with George Moe. And you see, Andrew. my biggest question right now is if I was Joel Osteen and I knew I had that money in the wall, we went to remove the toilet. Why wouldn't you go to like Michael Cohen and get and I find moved his plumber? some insulation and about 500 envelopes fell from out of the wall. Upon discovery, the plumber reported the incident to a maintenance supervisor and the money was returned to the church. The money was confirmed by Houston authorities to be connected to the 2014 crime. Upon inspection of the checks found, the police were able to tie the money back to the, uh, the uncovered case. Spurred a tax the church um, trend hashtag, which, yeah, uh, tax 
these mega churches, right? Like, there's no reason Creflo Dollar and Joel Olstein should be making the fucking bucket loads of money that they're making, right? I feel like this also hits on some other shit. Why is that money in Joel Olstein's house? Why was it hidden in the wall? Because this is clearly Ozark. Dog. Why is nobody, why is this not being talked about? Son, this is some like fucking Kingpin shit, right? Like money hidden in the wall. By the way, Kingpin has gotten spoiled uh, to show up in Hawkeye. Money hidden in the wall. Why would- No, that's some straight mafioso The shit. leader of a mega church need to hide stolen money in a wall if he has nothing to do with it. Because he's trying to lure Jesus to his house so he can beat him with a whip because he's kinky like that. Dude. That was so sacrilegious. I am. I'm gonna leave it in. Absolutely baffled by this story, right? Cause Joel Osteen, you know, he came under fire when uh, Texas had that huge flood and those people like, by the way, shout out, Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, his congregation and stuff like flocked to his church in uh, seeking refuge and he turned them away. He wouldn't open his doors or anything like that, right? Before then, he was also like big on like the war on Christmas and stuff like that. It had been like, you know, passed around Facebook a bunch of times, like, you know, statuses and memes, things yep. of that nature. Uh, but recently this dude has, like, they made fun of Creflo Dollar for, you know, siphoning money from his congregation for a private jet. But I don't think he's got anything on By the way, I just want to say Creflo Dollar sounds like a rapper. He's a pastor. I know, um, I know, but he sounds like a rapper. The name. That's a lot of people's problem with Creflo Dollar, right? <laughs> but I think, you know. But I'm not a rapper. We should really be focusing on Joel Osteen because a mega church pastor holding $500 worth of six, 500 envelopes with $600 worth of checks and cash in them is not normal. Hey. It could be worse. They could be flaunting it like the Catholic Church. He is flaunting it. Have you seen his house? Have you seen the Vatican? Dude. Dude. Oh, I know. His house is, like, retarded. That's his property, son. Yeah, that's retarded. That's his property, son. Do you see this? Like, so, in question, we should really be asking, which house was the plumber in? <laughs> well... That's a good question. Which house was the plumber in? Because Joel Osteen's house sits on like, it's a $10.5 million the river. The plumber in mansion. the pool house with the wrench. In River Oaks, Texas, right? Like, of course it's fucking Texas. $10.5 million. Son, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Tax the rich. Tax these fucking churches. A evangelical preacher holding stolen money in a wall inside of his house is not normal. 
It's not fucking normal. None of this shit is normal. None of it. Deuces! We'll see you guys next week. Look, it's a flood! It's a flood! It's flooding! Get away! Quick, we need to get to higher ground! Open the floodgates!